right on, right on. I'm here. We're just going to see how this works. I went live on YouTube because I was having so many problems with, uh, what is it? Not StreamYard, but um, Stream your Streamlab. So anyway, I hope let some people load back up. And uh, But I want to start off and talking to you guys. I'll restart it again and again. I'll just keep coming back and keep coming back because we're going to get this done. We're going to get this done. God told me to do this. So praise God we're doing this. But I hope you guys are having a great day. I'm Dr. Missy Hood with the 15 Minute Rev. Having some technological issues today. And I think it's because everybody's on the internet. It's about 1.30. Lunch is wrapping up. But I hope you've had a good day. <clears throat> a great day, as a matter of fact. And I hope that uh, you're having an even better summer. It's been kind of a hard summer as people are trying to come out of their old and into their new. And I want to explain a little bit about what, what you might be going through. Um, because I, I really, really sense that people are exhausted right now. The body of Christ is absolutely exhausted, which is what the enemy wanted us to do. He wanted us to quit and so that we wouldn't make it through. He wants us to quit so that we don't make it into our new. And, you know, it, it's just, it's interesting right now because of how we're learning to come into God's heart, into God's clock. And so the enemy is trying to stop and keep that from you. Okay. He's trying to keep your ability to come into the inner portion of the heart of God, like David, so that you can actually have a new life. And so it's, he's fighting us over time. He's fighting us over laws. Um, and he's trying to change laws, change the time to get ahead of God, to get everybody out of the divine which is, it's, it's discombobulating everybody. And I can go into further detail about that. Um, if you guys want to uh, further discuss that, I'd love to, because it, it's creating a major, uh, a major faux pas in the entire body of Christ with people not understanding what they're going through. And so if this is you and you feel like, you know, life is just a mess right now and you're not understanding the news, you're not understanding uh, what's going on in the world around you, you, that would probably be true because they're withholding the truth from everybody. And so, but I'm going to stay in the spirit today because I feel like staying in the spirit is what really, really helps you because I really believe God created the whole situation to force us to only look to him. And if you, if you know it's going on in the natural and by the spirit as to uh, the two streams that are happening right now, it's happening in the natural in all seven mountains with regard to not being able to find the truth, not being able to find truth in the news. Um, it's hard to even discern what's going on, what's truth and what's not, because there's so much disinformation going on. So with that and the spirit, I believe God allowed it to happen to force us back to the truth, back to him, back to God, back to his ways, back to the ancient of days. And so it's forcing the body to make choices and to step into all truth or to settle, settle for a lie. If you want to live a lie and live in the old by and by like the church has chosen to do. So it's not just in the world that it's happening. It's also, hey, I'm glad you came back. I went on to YouTube and please tell everybody else care that I'm back. If you post it in the Skype room, uh, Sonia and Cynthia and all them. But yeah, it's happening in the natural. It's happening by the spirit right now. and so. The, the issue that we're facing, thank you so much, is whatever happens in, in the natural is usually what is going on by the Spirit. So you can kind of gauge what's happening on all seven mountains by what's happening in the natural. If it's happening to Trump, it's probably happening to you because he's representative of the heart of David. And I'm not 
I'm not picking him out as a particular person to stand behind, but I do support him 100%. Hey, good afternoon. No, it's all good. Glad you came back. But so anyway, let, let's get back in to where the enemy's hitting you so you'll understand what you need to do intercession-wise. This is a conversation for intercessors right now, and the enemy did not want this message to go out. This is my third attempt at this, but I'll just keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. We're going to get it done. I don't care how many times I have to do it. But intercession right now, if you know, they're not allowing Trump back into office. They're trying to hinder him from coming back into office because they know if he gets back in, they're all going down. They're all going down like downtown Brown. And it's already happening. And matter of fact, the Lord started showing me that the shift started happening three days ago. Like I felt this hard right around this corner where um, I started sensing people shifting that had been obedient, shifting into a new level. Okay, so if you know anything about that, and because we haven't been able to get the truth, we have been solely reliant upon God, on his word on his word. And, and that's exactly where he wanted us to be. He's bringing us back to the ancient pathways, back to all truth, back into uh, the, the way he does things, the way the body used to do things in the body of Christ. But he's getting us back to nothing but the truth, to where that's all that matters, what he says goes. And so you can't find the truth in the news. You can't find the truth around you. It's it's like void everywhere you go, it seems like. And so God is allowing it to be like this so that we're we're faced with nothing but him. We're forced to come in and deal with him and ourselves for where we have lacked to, or where, where we failed to walk in truth. So this is where the Lord told me. And I apologize again for the technology issues. I'm glad you guys had enough firepower to stay. These are stay hard to die hards over here. So I hope the others come back. If not, then we'll catch you on the replay. But um, the Lord asked me a statement today and he said, Missy, have you ever heard of the statement? You take the high road and I'll take the low road. And I said, oh, I have. Yes, sir, I have. And he said, you know what that statement means? And you understand the significance of that statement. And, and I was kind of like, um, no, I don't probably don't. Not from your perspective. And, and the Lord said, it's highly significant because the hour is significant that we walk in right now. But why, why is that significant? It's significant because of how the statement depicts the roads that we choose, the road that we choose to walk upon as a body or as a member of the body of Christ, where it takes us, how it can take us low or take us high. I mean, it's all about our choices in this hour. Everything and, 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 you know, it's it's easier said, I think, than done sometimes because a lot of people are dealing with really unjust issues. We're dealing with people who act like hell. They live like hell behind the scenes. They, then they show up in front of the body saying, oh, I'm here to preach for goodness. Nah, go, go, you know. So God's making people make choices. He's making people make significant choices. And And when you choose to do things your own way, the Lord says, you won't make it very far on this pathway. And that's why I believe God set the inspection point in place in, at the end of C2, if you know anything about moving through God's heart. And he takes a long look at you. And he says, have you been doing everything I told you to do prior to this point? Have you been moving through the quadrants of my heart and getting cleaned up? Hey, guys, how's the audio and video right there? Can you? Is it good for you guys? By the way, I just want to make sure before we move on. But 
He's making sure that you're doing what you should be doing. And I believe that that is phenomenal. That is absolutely phenomenal. Right on. Thank you, guys. Thank God, man. I tell you, man, the warfare this season has been unlike any other. But it makes me happy. It makes me happy because if it's hitting you, if it's hitting you this hard or me this hard, then you're doing what you should do. You're rightly aligned, most likely. And so they wouldn't be threatened by us if we weren't rightly aligned. So anyway, back to you. Um, the high road, the Lord told me, actually held the train station, the fire station, and the police station. And it was usually comprised of those people who chose to serve others instead of themselves. Where the low road held the red light district, the funeral parlor, and the saloon. All death. All. It was a road for those who chose to serve self. So we now have an understanding of the high road versus the low road. And we can apply it to our everyday choices and our everyday encounters with other people. Do you take the high road or do you take the low road? Do you get right in there with them and you just, I'm going to give you yours, blah, blah, blah. Or do you do what God says? Because if you know anything about, I was talking at the beginning of the conversation about the true king's decree, you know, there's a, there's a man's decree where you take the word of God, Daniel 6, 8, and you start decreeing what you think you should say. Oh, I'm going to look up scripture and I'm going to do whatever this says to do and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what God said to do. You're doing what's right to you. You're usually being driven by your emotions when you pray this way. And God's saying, that's not what I said to say. So again, that leads you to a low road. Because then at the end of the day, it leads to consequences, right? Even when you use God this way. And so God is a holy God. And we have to choose at some point in the ball game to include him in the conversation. And, and this is the other part of that problem. And I've been discussing this for a few, few weeks now. And we have a lot of seasoned warriors, battle-hardened warriors, where they're like, well, I've been walking with God for a while. I hear God just fine. But have you been getting cleaned up so you can actually hear what he has to say? Because the problem with that, we have so many people saying, no, I hear God just fine. I'm doing just fine. I'm in leadership. You're not. And so they make you feel like you're out of their league. Well, really, they're not. They're in the league of all their own. And they're not even in God's league. They're not. They're playing ball by themselves because they're listening to demons. And demons can prophesy, too. That They don't know the future, but they can tell you what to do. And they can have you say what you think is right, but it's usually right in your own eyes. So you're being and listening to demons. And then, then you sit down and you pray, but nothing that you say comes to pass. No, and that's why we're not seeing, that's one of the reasons why we're not seeing the words of some of the prophets come to pass. The secondary reason is because of all the polluted airways, the polluted airways with everybody clogging up the airways with what they think they should say instead of what God says. So their prayers aren't getting answered. And so the prophetic, it's affecting the prophetic words from being answered now. It's, it's affecting prayers from being answered now when you do what's right in your own eyes. So you have to seek the true king's decree, Haggai 2.23. This leads me to you and where you should be shifting up into. I'm so glad you guys came back. Thank you so much for your patience. I really, really appreciate it. So I, I love doing these and I love being used by God to teach you guys because I think it's fascinating 
And, and it's, it's encouraging, believe it or not. When we take that many hits trying to even come on to a video broadcast, that tells me we're doing something right. That tells me absolutely we're, they're trying to keep us from getting on. I'm getting the anointing saying this to you. But um, it, it tells me that we're right on the money through the Lord. And so I'm super encouraged by this. But which, 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 which craft hitting you with right now? Um, remember, we were talking about the inspection place of God in about July 27th being the 9th of Ab. And you in the, the inspection place of God is literally the eye of God where you come into you, you've passed through the first six months. You've passed through C1 and C2, C2 being the hardest place of the year because it's a high pressure place where God starts pouring his spirit out onto you. <clears throat> so not only is God pouring his spirit out, he's also allowing you to walk through the witchcraft season where they're releasing strange fire. So you've got two types of fire pressurizing you. That's why April 30th through August 31st are the hardest months of the year. By the way, please do keep breaking off basilisk off of you. We're still in a season of basilisk. That's the, uh, it brings in early death assignments. It brings in freak accidents. Um, and I've been seeing it all around me. Let me tell you the last good gosh, the last three months, whew, I have never seen uh, the spirit of death, early death assignments hit people like I've been seeing them this summer. And, and I think it's because of what people don't know. So you need to be praying that, breaking that off you, praying down protection on yourself, on your animals, your angels, not your angels, but your family members, excuse me, your angels can take care of themselves, <laughs> but your family, but definitely your, your animals. Yeah. Because God gives you, uh, gives, gives them to you too. So, um, as of July 27th, again, you should have shifted up and you should have sensed a hard turn around a spiritual corner. Um, as God invited you to begin to do things a brand new way um, as you were doing them in the prior six months. Now, I don't know about you, but, but for me, I've been uh, noticing as we moved into this C3, C3 started at the end of, at the beginning of July, excuse me, at the beginning of July. And I talked to you a little bit about last time about the tribe of Reuben and how Reuben was highly emotional, highly emotional. So people that are caught up in their emotions last month, you're, you can sabotage what God wants you to do if you don't get away from you. And so they're real susceptible, especially people born in that month, to uh, being triggered by different things around them. They're easily triggered by witchcraft because of the moon phases and the different ways that the enemy uses the moon to draw power, uh, dark transformation, things like that. You've got to get educated on these things. You've got to learn how to do this if you're going to fight effectively through the heart of God. And so, I mean, we're in this place right now, which I praise God about today. Thank God. It's the it's the, August the 1st where the shift actually started. And, and if you didn't know, too, Dr. Mark Sharona had prophesied the same thing. I had been seeing it and it was really uh, encouraging to hear a confirmation that I'm, I'm hearing God and I'm rightly aligned uh, in time. And so I'm encouraged to also hear about that house, too, because um, there are certain houses that God is bringing out. and He's bringing you through and, and where things have been really, really hard in times past over different ministries because they were deliverance ministries. If you're a deliverance leader and a deliverance minister, the enemy came hard after you. He's been coming hard after most of you for years. And this is just coming out of the spirit right now. Um, but he's purposely targeted you because 
he had kind of a glimmer of what he thought God would do. But now God said, I've lifted you up for such a time as this. And and, and so for, for people that got caught up in trying to create their own dynasty and they forgot the sheep, they left the sheep alone to where the sheep were left to fend for themselves while people built their own dynasties. God said, the last laugh's on you because I'm tearing down your dynasty. I'm all about kingdom in this hour. And the Lord says, it's all about me, not man. So we're entering into a new land. You've taken a hard turn around the spiritual corners. God has invited you upward. Hopefully you made it. Um, and if not, congratulations. You get to take a new lap around the mountain of God again for another year, by the way. A, a loss of another 365 days. This is what disobedience will cost you in this hour. If you disobey and you keep doing things your way, you'll spend year after year on the same level, doing the same things. And then you'll you'll see time pass you by. You'll have wasted your time in the earth. You'll lose all firepower and the darkness overtakes you. This is what God promised would happen three years ago. And we're seeing it happen to so many right now. So that's what's being, uh, that's what's occurring because God's not taking no for an answer. Uh, because his perception of the body is that the body has gotten so dysfunctional, refusing to change or be changed. And so God is now separating out the wheat from the chaff. And we've begun to see the judgment phase in time. The judgment phase of God. Um, if this offends you, you should, shouldn't be offendable. You should be up to a place of maturation in the Lord to where you are actually, actually uh, move, moving into maturation, getting ready for saturation. I've been telling our teams that. God brings maturation. That's what he said, a maturation before saturation in the spirit. And so if you've chosen not to get free from you, then you forego what he's promised you. So the Lord says, if you're pretending, you're unoffendable by God's truth in another, no matter what level. The Lord says you need deliverance so that you can come into all truth. Matter of fact, the truth should be really encouraging to most of you right now. It's because the truth is so hard to find. So whenever I do find someone that's rightly aligned, and I'm not saying I'm perfect or rightly aligned. I hope I am. I think I am. Um, because he seems to, I, I'm being catching a heck of a lot of warfare. That's all I can say. But uh, I praise God because He's we're, we're trying to stay close to pure hearted people. That's another key too. God says you'll become who you hang around with. And it's all about who you're connected to their roots and their fruits. And so when we're rightly aligned with people, you, you, you start being drawn to people that are like-minded like yourself and, and they don't have a problem with deliverance. They don't have a problem with truth. They're just like, Oh my gosh, I found another treasure chest in you. And so that's another area for the Lord that he's dealing with. But the, the biggest area I find that God is really, really focused on right now is fraud and pedophilia. And, and I thought at first, I thought, well, is this, you know, because I'm seeing this in the natural too. And, and we're seeing that obviously on the government mountain. But this is focused on the church. This is in the church. And I was so shocked because God's been calling out names to me of people that are stuck in these places. And I'm like, Oh, no. And he's actually been trying to reveal it to me for the last three, 3.5 years. He's been telling me in pieces. And, and I'm just like, are you serious? I, 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 I had a hard time wrapping my head around it because it's, it's shocking. It's shocking for what's fixing to be revealed to a lot of you. And, and they said this. Q said this, too. And um, a lot of these things that were coming out. And so... So now God is not giving passes in this season. Matter of fact, 
He's giving hard no's, like a hard, like, no. He's saying no, absolutely not to those who refuse to repent, all caps, and get their lives cleaned up. Matter of fact, it may even cost some people their lives. And the Lord had told me a few weeks ago that um, the hour that we've entered into is an hour where the truth is going to so be made uh, so blatantly in your face where a lot of people would rather take their life and save face than own their own wrongs and have character and integrity. And so, and actually what people don't understand when they do stuff like that, it makes them look even more cowardly. It's like, why don't you own your crap, own your stuff, go to jail, whatever it takes. But at least that would be more honorable than taking a coward's way out and running away from your wrongs. I mean, really? Come on. So I'm just, I'm astounded by some of the things God's showing me. And so the Lord's saying, if this frightens you, it should. Because to fall into the hands of a holy God, when we've purposefully chosen not to change, uh, is a very, very scary thing. And so we're now seeing this again on the government mountain on all levels, where white hats are trying, are beginning to stand up against the tyranny. They're standing up in media, uh, where God is, God-fearing Americans are tuning out the, the fake news and all the lies. I praise God for that. And I'm seeing it on all social media platforms. So that's very encouraging to me. Um, by, by the people I see standing up. And what's even more encouraging about that is that there's something very shocking, and I've said it on a few of my other reps too going on, where we're seeing uh, everyday Americans, they're starting to talk about God again. They're starting to talk about God again. They're talking about it on social media. And, and it's kind of like nobody knows really what to say. And it's kind of like, okay, because they're not on a social media platform with a religious group, you know. But who, why? Why does that matter? Why does that matter? I mean, so I believe this is part of the trickles of revival that we're starting to see show up. And um, we're also the best news. And I'm really elated about this, that we're seeing uh, white hat judges start standing up uh, to the chaos and the fraud like never before. And they're going on news stations. And so the liberal media doesn't know what to do with them. They're like, uh, uh, okay, well, we weren't expecting that answer. Oh. Okay, so truth is coming back just like God said it would. But now that we've hit the ruling and reigning month of Simeon, God says, what about you? Are you going to start ruling and reigning for Christ in heavenly places? Are you going to start taking ground? Are you just going to take the low road and keep going down? What are you going to choose to do to come through your contraction point too and to keep moving up higher? Thank you, Jesus. And so this is the place I want to say, this is off the cuff. This isn't even in my notes. But what I was sensing the last couple of days is that I sense that the fight this last C2 has been so hard. And I'm thinking that's why I'm not looking at you. But um, it's been so hard. It's like traveling through a forest of brush where you're constantly have to press your way through and move things out of the way just so you can hear what God had to say. And and, and then you couldn't see the, the forest for the trees because there's just so much in and around thee spiritually. And the Lord's like, I'm proud of you. I'm really, really proud of a lot of you because you've chosen to stay on the path that's tried and true. And the Lord says, because you've done this and because you continue to come through, the Lord says, you're fixing to hit this new place in me, a new opening in me to where I'm fixing to bring you up into your new. You're fixing to come up, up, up into your new, which is why I believe the fight is so fierce right now. Because the enemy knows that opening place is starting to open up in and around a lot of you. 
and there's a lot of static, a lot of havoc, a lot of things coming in through around you in sound <clears throat> to where a lot of people are like, is this God or is this me kind of thing? And that's why God said, ask me what I see. Ask me what I say. And I'll guide you in your way. And, and let me tell you, God is making his voice so prevalently different from ours. I don't know about you, but for me, it's so different when he answers me. Because the things that God says, only God would say in the way that he has this, like this rhyming thing that he does lately. I'm just like, oh, really? And that's and that's interesting because I want to hear what he has to say. But I guess it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's just different from my way, I guess. So, but it, it's just interesting how he talks to us these days. So what, what can you expect in the days ahead? What can you expect? Again, um, I think that we're fixing to start seeing people take their own lives. And, uh, and that's been prophesied before. I'm not the first person that's prophesied this, but to expose people for who they really are, which are criminals. They're criminals. And so some of these words that we say on here, it's interesting to me because a lot of the people, it's amazing to me how they don't want the truth to certain words can't be said, certain buzzwords. You can't say certain buzzwords. I'm saying it all. I'm letting it all hang out. I don't care. It's like God is God. And let every let God be God and every man a liar because we're tired of living your lie with you and we're going up higher. That's where this is. So second Chronicles 31 through 31 and 21 it talks about God being glorified when you come up higher and you pass inspection. Oh, talking about the high holy days. You know anything about the feast? The high holy days, those are Jewish, those are the Jewish feasts that God talks about. And you know, the Lord started talking to me about, you know, the purpose of the high holy days was to celebrate um, the Lord of Lords and the feast. When, for having passed through the eye of the needle. It's a celebratory time after having been inspected by God and find, finding ourselves approved in the, in the eyes of a holy God to come in and feast with him. Now, if you know anything about the word, the word talks about the four, or the 10 virgins, excuse me, where five kept their lamps lit, five did not. And the Lord conjoined those two scriptures and he said, did you keep your lamps lit? Did you keep your lamps lit with fresh oil? So you would know what time it was. So you would know how to keep time, unquote, with me, says the Lord, so that you could enter into the feast. The bridegroom cometh and he's looking for the, the bride to, to come feast with him. Hello, God's raising up a bride, a holy bride, a warring bride who is clean and pure and true, a delivered bride. And so guess what happened to the five virgins who didn't keep their lamps lit with fresh oil? They got left behind in C2. <laughs> Is that you? I'm going to say that sincerely. That's what's happened. They got left. They didn't know what time it was. And then they wanted to take the oil. That's what we're seeing right now, too, with a lot of the church. They're trying to take the oil from other people who did do their work. And God's saying, I'm sorry you're in a lurch, but I left you behind because I'm a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. And guess what else moves with the cloud when we lose sight of holy God or we get stuck in our own ways? His authority leaves. His authority leaves us. So we have to keep time with him by making sure that we're paying attention to our own ways and to make sure that we align our ways with his. We're, are we practicing the high road or are we taking the low road? 
So this is all about choices every day that God gives us an opportunity to make. And, you know, I don't know about you, but there have been times, and, and this goes back to inquiring of God about what he would have us do. Because he's going to tell you exactly what to do in those moments with certain people in certain situations. And, and, and let me tell you, too, I have never been so grateful that I've been listening to the Lord and, and, and just doing every single thing. I, I think I'm trying to do it that he's telling me to do, because I'm starting to realize now that had I not listened in one particular situation, it could have created a huge catastrophe. And so I see the protection of God so prevalently in our obedience to him in this hour. And so it, it's just so important that you get out of your ways and you trust him. You trust the ancient of days. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And so Hezekiah knew that it was important, too, for God's people to get on the same spiritual page as each other, but more importantly, as a holy God. Are you on the same spiritual page as God? Um, because there's major power in being on the same page as God. Major, major power. And, and matter of fact, when you are not on the same spiritual page as God, that's when you get left behind. But also, it creates conflict when you're not on the same spiritual page. Look at your relationships in the natural. When you have problems in your family, like, and you're the only one in your family seeking God. Look at the different conflicts that creates. Those are two different spiritual pages. So, the Lord is all about major unification. He's trying to get his body into unity instead of misappropriation. Where people try to take things without God's permission. They're trying to take shortcuts in God. Trust me when I tell you there are no shortcuts this season. There are no shortcuts. There's only good old-fashioned hard work rolling your, rolling your sleeves up. And you're, this isn't Burger King, so you're not going to get it your way. You're not. If you want to come back to the ancient of days. But God is saying in this hour, I've had enough of church leaders and churches doing whatever they please to my house and my sheep, thinking more of themselves than they do of me, says the Lord. And of my real righteousness, disregarding their own low standards that come from too much time behind a pulpit and taking me for granted, says the Lord. Without real relationship or maintaining good stewardship over my sheep. And see, I've gotten a lot of flack for saying that behind this rev. I've gotten a lot of lot of heat. Cannot even express the heat we've gotten. Um, a lot of spiritual attacks. A lot of people, uh, that's not God. I know who you think you are. Everything. And it's kind of like, I'm so sorry that, you know, I'm not sorry. Actually, I'm going to say what he tells me to say. But there were prophets in the Bible that had hard words to say too. And they didn't get along with every Jezebel and Ahab that came their way. So that tells me that there's a lot of this demon in high places of the church that are misdirecting the sheep. And by the way, what happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. So when you've got high level leaders operating in these high level demons, guess who's misaligned? Guess whose house is misaligned now? Because the Bible clearly says not to tolerate the spirit of Jezebel because of the damage it can create. And did you know about the spirit of Jezebel? It is the front runner for the Antichrist spirit. It's a front runner for the Antichrist spirit. So guess who's on a freight train to hell by, for operating in it? Because its main objective is to steal your identity and to get you misaligned to where you have no identity. You're under the spirit of religion and death, which is where three-fourths of the church are now, where they find themselves. 
So what you see now in the true leaders of God are a group of men and women beginning to stand back up in all truth, beginning to call out those who refuse to keep their lives clean, calling out the hypocrisy. Because this is not the song the true king sings. And, I, and I'm overjoyed by some of the leaders that I'm seeing come up. And some of them always have been tried and true. But I think they, they just needed some courage because everybody's like, well, what are we going to do? I mean, nobody's standing up and nobody seems to have the wherewithal to call these people out. But, you know, what? all it takes is one bold voice. One boy, bold voice who's sick and tired of living a lie. Are you sick and tired of living a lie with people in your families, in the government, whatever? Are you sick and tired of standing in the old Bible, in your church, living the lie with people who won't confront people for bad behaviors? And everybody's in the lurch. Everybody gets to suffer. And it's not a testing, by the way. That's not a test of God. Now, I believe that he will help you in that way. But that's bad leadership. And I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, actually. Um, I hate to inform everybody, but the place that God's taken us is where the old time preachers used to operate. Where they tell people they'd get the bully by the gruff of the neck and they'd boot their butt out the door and saying, you bring this crap here anymore, I'm going to beat the tar out of you. And I'll repent later. But you get this crap out of God's house. And by the way, if I ever catch you touching your family like this again, we'll, the whole town will deal with you. Godly people will come after you. We're not putting up with this stuff anymore. And that might not settle well with some of you. But that's the old types of preachers I used to know. They were the pillars in our communities. And they weren't afraid of telling you where to go. <laughs> they weren't afraid of it. And you're thinking, Dr. Missy, that's not. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. He told the devil to go to hell. He sure did. He told the den of thieves who came into his house trying to repaint his house like Jezebel. Saying, get your butt out of my church. You're not selling your wares here. I'm not buying your brand of love. Get out. But see, we become complacent with our, uh, with our going to church and not wanting to rock the boat. We don't want to rock the boat. Don't want to stir up any trouble. I don't want to draw too much attention to myself because I don't know what to say. I'm just shooting straight up with some of the, what I'm hearing in some of your hearts and what I've heard. You know, people just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, what am I going to say? Because Jezebel can be pretty intimidating. I mean, they they control you with rage. They try to belittle you. They they try to turn other people against you if they can't control you. That's what bullies do. And so God bless the Elijahs who stand up and they say, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Oh, you're into me. See, I'm into intimacy with the king. So if you want a piece of me, then I'm going to let you see who I see and what he has to say, because he's fixing to be up in your mix today. And so you may not have seen it yet, but it's coming. It's all on the way. It's all right here upon us. And so I, I, I even though these preachers are tired and these leaders are tired, trust me. Helps on the way. And they're starting to get reinvigorated again. A lot of these preachers who look, feel kind of bushwhacked. Do you feel bushwhacked as a leader? I'm going to tell you. Come up. Stand back up. We need you. We need what God's given to you. Don't let the enemy pound you down. Because the sheep are looking for leaders who are safe and sound. 
that's the God on strength. They are looking for people who will stand up and, and teach them how to buck up and get thicker skin. By the way, um, this new season we find us find ourselves in, the Lord is readying you psychologically because there are some difficult times on the horizon, but that's not going to pertain for those rightly aligned. But I believe God's concern is to make sure we're thick skinned enough and that we are psychologically sound to where we don't get shaken. We're not getting shaken by what's going on around us as God, as the earth starts quaking kind of a thing, you know, but so Hezekiah um, knew these things too. And he knew that if he could get Israel cleaned up and help them to straighten up spiritually, that they would come into unity where God would come and tabernacle over them. And once again, getting our focus off ourselves and off our flesh and back onto God where it should be so that we could feast with him again. That's where we should be spiritually on the same spiritual page with God. And so getting people back into oneness of heart, like in Hezekiah's day, then the spiritual leaders, but it's sad it happened to him back then. It's happening today. It's happening where the spiritual leaders are scoffing and they're laughing at what they hear true prophets say. And they're like, oh, they're not hearing God because they're so caught up in their spirit of death that they're only led by death. They're only drawn to death. So they go to the, the speakers and the mouth gates of death who only say what the devil says or what their flesh says instead of what Yahweh says because they won't get away from themselves. They don't have time. They want to be front and center. They want all the glory. And God's saying, I'm not sharing my glory with you. And by the way, you don't represent me, nor do I represent you. You're not mine. I've never heard that so much in my life as I've heard that in the last two years. Matter of fact, the last six months. I pray about different things, and I'm saying, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about this person? God says, they're not mine. They're not mine. I'm like, they've been in church. I've known this person. They're not mine. I'm like, what? So this brings us to a completely different part in our conversation today. Are you sure you're really saved? I mean, really? And a lot of people are like, oh, right, no, no, no. Because we were talking about it as leadership on Monday where people come in and you have to really get them to evaluate their relationship with Christ. What does a relationship with Christ look like to you? What does it look like to you? What does it feel like? What does it act like? If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, chances are it could be. Maybe not. Maybe not. So God is saying for Hezekiah, when the spiritual leader scoffed at what God wanted to do for the sheep, by the way, this is all for the sheep, um, because he wants them to hear what the true king sings. And he blames this leadership for holding back the sheep from getting back into alignment to begin with. So, yes, I myself say that those that oppose to those that oppose I'm saying to those that oppose the Lord's way I'm saying bring on the judgment God give it to them today since they're such hypocrites because it's been long overdue and your sheep are wanting something new something new and someone true to you that's what God's looking for from his bride right now is that you is that you so for the people that got cleaned up that they show up and they want to serve and worship the king, God 
showed up to heal their land so they could stand again. And he then gave them the right to enter in. And for those of you who missed the invitation point, the inspection of the ninth of Av, because you refused to listen and obey, the Lord says, then you get to stay where you stay because I'm now looking at the heart and drawing my people back to the ancient of days, to myself, says the Lord, back to myself, not through ceremony or crude religious spirits, but through grace, which makes space for the flaws of man, not an excuse. It makes space, but then they listen to my command, says the Lord. They want to get free. They want to come up into higher levels of me. So he can begin again. Man can begin again to enter his land with the king at his side so that he can then learn to abide and become truly, truly noble the way God meant for him to be. When you come back, to walk with the Lord, the evidence should be there because there's a cleansing that takes place. Not a rearranging to save face or hiding things in our lives, hoping that God wasn't or God not going to take notice. Because note to self, God's already set many people on notice that he's demanded you to get your behaviors cleaned up. Or he will show up like a dad with his belt off, ready to butts, bust some butts. I said that in my title earlier. Um, to get your butts in gear so God could draw near. Have you ever had a butt busting before? God told me to talk about this, by the way. I can't believe I'm talking about this, but I'm going to talk about it. Have you ever had a, a butt busting as a kid? That's what we called it in my family. When you would disobey your mom, who was in authority, or your grandparent. and um, Pardon me. And they would say, you wait till your dad gets home. You wait till your dad gets home. And then all day long, you'd have all day to think about it. And you'd be like, oh, my God, dad's coming home. And they would have already made the phone call. I need you to talk to the kids, blah, 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 this and this and this happened. And there would be no words. He came through the door. He'd take his belt off in front of you as he walked across the floor. And he would say, get in your room. And he'd turn you around and just bam. And he'd say, don't you ever let me catch you doing that again that's the part of the father we're watching walk into the room right now and many of you might not believe it <clears throat> a lot of you progressives may not even like it you may think oh i can't believe you didn't i can't believe a lot of you didn't it's the problems in your families it's what's going on with families right now there's no discipline it's what's going on in the church right now it's what's going on in government it's because there's never been any accountability no discipline no standards all low road behaviors and then we wonder what's wrong with the apostasy in our society or in the church. So, yes, I do believe in hardcore butt bustings. I do believe in raising children up with standards. The good old fashioned yes, ma'am and no, ma'am and yes, sir and no, sir. And you treat people with love and honor and you teach them to respect their elders. I certainly do. I most certainly do. And I do respect authority. I was raised by a full colonel, but I don't respect abuse of authority. I don't respect people who take their their liberties with their fivefold giftings and they try to see into your life to take what's not theirs or to take what's not given by the king. That's not true nobility. That's just thievery. And that just shows a low road mentality. So hopefully this isn't you. 
But when you come back to God, there should be evidence that's tried and true that he's shown up and he's ready to help grow you up. You see, and this comes through a good prayer life. Do you have a good prayer life? Because it does matter. It matters because of the way that you pray reveals the condition of your heart. And you learn to obey what the king says and does. Learn to obey. And God observes us when we deny, deny, deny. And I found this really fascinating when he said this today. By accusing, accusing, accusing those that you pray for, instead of allowing God to correct, 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 or rebuke, rebuke, rebuke you for what you refuse to pay attention to in your own heart. So that's where you learn to listen to the king, is when you learn to say what only he sings, and you learn to say what only he says. And so I can already tell you, I mean, I can tell you by different conversations that I've had with people and that I even see on this video, on the sites of videos and comments and stuff like that. But, you know, even for me, you know, we have to take time to listen as we lift our concerns up to the Lord and then wait to hear what he has to say back to us. Because I do, and I, I get rebuked just like some of you. Hopefully you're getting rebuked and getting course corrected, and hopefully you're listening to what he has to say, right? And hopefully you're obeying. Hopefully. Hopefully. Unless you're full of pride. And so this is what the Lord is saying. He said, I've, he said I'm telling my people when they come to me and refuse correction, he said, hey, pick a new door. Because your petitions to me are hitting the floor. Because of your refusal to listen to what I abhor. No matter of fact, you practice those things that I hate. And you sit and you wait for those trying to appropriate the things that I would have others do for kingdom. To help bring in the new. You sit there in your pride thinking inside that I don't see the real you. Lord says, I do. I do. And believe me, the Lord says, I do see some of you. The nasty side of you that I'm now forcefully dealing with in all truth. Like it or not, here I come. So, sheep and leaders, you, you have to understand that in order to get rid of the bad, we have to allow God to also point out the things that he calls truth. And that are true and righteous before him. And then we have to walk in it and we have to practice those ways. And that's what keeps the nation and the church moving out of out of our apostasy, which brings us to Romans 15, 1 through 22, helping uneducated sheep grow. How many of you, it's funny to me because when we were talking the other day, we always talk about these things in our leadership meetings and stuff. And um, we're writing up a list of questions, hard questions, hard questions to ask people to get these conversations going in the church to help leaders know what to do um, and, and dealing with whether it's LBGTQ issue or identity confusion, uh, dealing with people who want to treat you when you don't know what to do with your gifts. Like they treat you like you're not in our league because we've been here longer. And that's sad for some of you. That's sad because some of your gifts are so polluted. I wouldn't want to take advice from you. Matter of fact, I'll keep my gift over here. Thank you. Keeping it pure and true. Because I don't submit to demons. I don't. I submit to people who are loyal to God and Him alone. And they know how to own their stuff. Good leaders know how to own their faults. 
and they ask for forgiveness for those that they wrong. So to keep everybody hopefully moving in the same song of humility and love, that's what makes a safe environment is when you got people say, hey, man, I made a mistake. My parents did that. Did yours? My parents own their stuff. If they screwed up, they'd come back to you and they'd say, you know, Missy, I messed that up. I told you wrong and I'm so sorry. And I've had parents correct me when they should have been correcting another person. And they came back and they owned it later. But it's people that are humble enough to own their wrongs. Do you? Sincerely, do you? Are you just one of those people? We just all got to get along. No. No, we don't. Because Jesus didn't come to bring peace. He came to divide the truth from a lie. And it's up to us to operate with him in that place. So maturation before saturation. Show up and grow up. But our flow focus should not only, as a matter of fact, this is interesting too today. When he said this to me, he said, our soul focus now has shifted from just focusing on the lost, but onto the lost in church. Isn't that amazing? On those realizing that they don't truly have a relationship with the Lord. <clears throat> this is part of revival. So leaders naturally have the work cut out for them. Ensuring that all sheep truly know me, says the Lord. And they need to be taken seriously and through serious deliverance if they don't. Through the steps of understanding what true righteousness is. It's not just a set of laws and a book. It's a standard of loving God's way. And God's showing us the way back to Yahweh and his ways look nothing like man's. Nothing. And God told us. He told us long ago. He said, you're going to know my true sheep, my true believers, by my spirit of love on their lives. You would know those not practicing a lie. And God told us that those vessels who truly knew him would reveal their true natures and whom they served. <clears throat> they didn't serve themselves. They had a choice. They had a choice to serve self, take the low road, but they chose the high road instead. And you see, when we say we know God, God knows we can't serve two masters. Because if we know the right master, he's here to transform the world into heaven on earth. And with vessels waiting, or vessels that continually choose to do their own thing, have refused to acknowledge their own shortcomings or their bad heart conditions. And so they set a bad examples for the sheep to follow in leadership, thinking that God doesn't take notice. He's taking notice. We've been hearing this over and over and over. And, and I feel like it's Pete and repeat. He's just repeating himself to drive the message home. And then we get these people that come on here and then they want to get ticked off and they want to send you hate, hate mail, hateful email. And it's like, well, then change. How about trying that? Isn't that a novel idea? Just change. And so this is the hour now that God is raising up standard bearers all across the seven mountains to see who's shifting back into truth with grace. Getting those who will listen out from underneath the letter of the law or the letter of the spirit of death and religion. But it's a time for those coming into maturity and it's different because those wanting to ensure that they are true sheep 
are becoming acquainted with Jesus now and his roots and his country. That's brand new this season. Actually, it's not new. It's always been around. But if you're going to get to know the Ancient of Days and he's going to bring you back to his pathways, don't you think he's going to tell you a little bit about his background? Hey, I want you to learn about my culture, my Jewish roots. Hey, my Jewish festivals. Oh, why you need to celebrate them all? You're going to get to know me. You're going to get to know my family. You're going to get to know my tribes. You're going to get to know my personality. Gosh, you're going to get to come inside my heart if you do what I say and practice what I do. You're going to get away from the old you. You're going to practice love and show people how doing things God's way pays. That's the high road. Because some people don't believe who we are unless they see it with their own eyes. Doesn't it shock you? Think about this. Doesn't it shock you when God shows you his blessings or his love and his ways through vessels that have nothing to gain? Nothing to gain. Doesn't that make an impact on your heart? That makes an impact on mine, even in a correction, even in through correction and rebuke. Because when you know you shouldn't have been shown grace and you should have been punished, and then instead you got God saying, hey, I love you. You know, let's do this different the next time. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. And, and I believe, you know, I don't believe in the gray, but I do believe that God does have grace. That's that bar I was talking about. And between truth and mercy, it's the bar of grace that slides. And God's on a sliding scale program. I want to say that because sometimes God knows what gets what makes people make choices. He, he understands what drove them to make certain choices. And he'll slide it over into grace sometimes. But then sometimes he'll slide it back to truth. He'll be like, nope, no grace for you in this. I've warned you and warned you time and time again. It's time for me to judge you because I told you this would be the end result if you didn't enter in. Which is true for some of you. And so God is saying, for those who didn't know better that's a good excuse but because i'm here to show you a better way to live a more fulfilling way but it doesn't apply to those already under judgment because most of you have been warned for years hence you've exhausted my grace because you chose to live a double standard which brought judgment in its place and you've insulted the lord in your mockery which brings me to Psalms 25, 1 through 15. Who does God guide? Are you a person that God can guide? And you know, to most people, if you haven't been listening to the revs very long, we're, we're doing okay on time. If you haven't been listening very long, it's kind of a stair step, if you will. Some days it's super exciting. Some days it's just a segue into something new. And I kind of feel like that's where we're at right now because of the fatigue in the body and People just trying to get through. They're just really trying to get through this difficulty and trying to get into this next level. And so if that's you, that's what the Lord's saying to me right now. This isn't even on script. Um, I'm going to encourage you. The way to keep moving into your new is you make yourself do the things you know you should do. If you got to set time to meet with God, keep meeting with God. you got to set time with people that you pray with. Make yourself show up and pray. Even if you don't feel like it, even with the devil screaming in your ear saying, no, you don't need to do that today. It's okay. You can rest. I won't mind. Take a few weeks off. Well, that few weeks may cost you. If God's saying, come meet with me, Adam, in the cool of the day. 
because the enemy is trying to make a way and get in your way to keep you from being on your way. And so I listen to him, listen to him, make sure you listen to him. Those are the people that God guides. And so other types of people God guides are those who glorify him, are those who humble themselves before him because they value what God has to say. Do you value what he tells you in his time with you? Because it's going to show up and it's going to prove itself to be true with by the choices that you make. High road, low road, you know, it all shows up. But these are types of people when you value what God has to say. Because they, they don't really want the way. You don't really want to deal and do things the same old way. Because your ways, you know, have gotten you led astray. So you want God to get the glory, which draws you down love's pathway. Love's pathway is absolutely glorious because to the common eye, even though God might look like what he's having you do is meek or weak, like you you sometimes feel like a doormat. You're like, when are you going to stand up for me? I don't know about you. That's sometimes what I feel like I say to him. And <clears throat> But for the heart that knows the power of God and love, if you know the power of love, then you just found your most lethal weapon from above. You did. And when we practice God, this is what I found. Totally, it blew me away today. When you practice God and you do things his way, it moves you out of God's crosshairs of judgment <clears throat> or from being led astray. And out, if you see leaders doing this, where leaders have done things their own way, I would run. I would really run because I've seen this in many ministries where people just do whatever they please. Their leadership staff does whatever they please. They act like hell. There's no standard, nothing. And, and it's one thing to have a bad day. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's one thing to have a bad day because everybody's got them. But if you're continually practicing your bad day, day after day in front of your staff, instead of God's standard, then something somebody's been led astray. Somebody's been led astray. And you're leading a whole group of people with you. <clears throat> so this is a time you don't want to do that. You want to get it cleaned up because emotions make man and sheep do what they do. But if you know Jesus, he was a heart tried and true and he didn't react to everything going on around him. He responded God's way. And sometimes practicing God again can make you feel like a doormat or that God's not coming to help save the day. But what if God was actually saving the day by using your situation or your response in love to segue all hearts fighting you to begin to see the errors of their own way. Remember, some people don't always see love until they see it in you and they see it practiced before them. And what if God's plan was much bigger than your eye could see? Because God didn't just come to save you. He's trying to bring many into eternity. Which brings us to David as we wrap up today. You know, it's funny because we don't think David went through some things. I don't know about you. I, I had a problem with some of the things David put up with. But at the same time, we watch his response time after time. And he always honored. He always honored. He always honored and gave dignity. And, and he went through this with the test with King Saul. And if you know anything about when he cuts the, saw, the, the robe of Saul's, or he cuts off Saul's robe, the corner of his robe, 
David was pretty, I would venture to say if he did that, this is just me, but if he did that, he was ready to see Saul fall. He was ready to see justice come. But because he was frustrated, most likely like some of you, he got agitated, maybe even a little angry at the poor leadership capabilities he observed in Saul. And, and his constant chasing after him. And he would tell him, I'm not after you. I'm not trying to come against you. I love you. And that's just my interpretation. But if you keep reading, Dever, David, not Dever, David never allowed his own emotional response to get in the way of honor. So he stayed true and he stood tall in God. Do you? Do you, when you're going through the, the testings and you're thinking to yourself, you know, how much longer, God? How long do we have to go around this mountain until you get it, until you get and do things God's way? And, and you don't want to stay there too long. And matter of fact, it's so fascinating because God will take us through a test as long as it needs to be there in order to build character in us, in order to change us and transform us. And you think, is this ever going to end, Lord? Are we ever going to be on our way? But this is because of how far the body of Christ has been led astray. By poor leaders, poor leaders who didn't practice God's way. So now we're finding ourselves in these testings. And I'm answering a lot of my my, my questions, by the way. I'm getting answers over while we speak. But um, when you wonder why things have taken so long in the entire body of Christ and going through the heart of God yearly and thinking, is this ever going to end? And God's like, you're almost there. Don't quit. Don't give in. But, you know, if you know anything about David, too, he had no way to vindicate himself. So he was solely relying upon the Lord. And so he, he had, like you, he had to deal with the liars and thieves of character, the religious projectors who failed to see the log in their own eye. Yet they could always point out the, the what do you say, the stick in his, so to speak. And the Lord says what's different, and even if that's happening and that's what you see, the Lord says what your enemies need to know in this hour as a God is fixing to turn all the evil they've spewed onto David or onto you. And it's all coming back onto those because their lies are now catching up with them. And the Lord says, this exposure is also against your enemies too. So when you learn to practice the, the truth of who God says he is, the test will end. And You'll enter into God's best because, again, that test is to teach you character and how you want you to be made new. And he's helping you move back to the ancient of days pathway so he can bring you through. And I know, you know, it seems like sometimes we're just talking and talking and we're just like, Dr. Missy, is this ever going to like blow up and, and, and break me through? And, and, and believe it or not, if you know anything about God, he's an unfolding God. And so that unfolding process is usually a gentle unfolding unless you're disobedient and then things don't go well for you. That's the truth. So if things are unfolding slowly, chances are you're in alignment and he's just gradually segueing you through your new or your old, excuse me, your old into your new while he's building his character in you. That's where you're at. A lot of you. So we're going to wrap up. As we wrap up today, I want to thank you for continually coming back. I think I can't believe I actually got through this. <laughs> this is wonderful. Um, with Proverbs 20, 13 through 15. And it's talking about not falling asleep on the job. 
even though you're tired. <clears throat> being attentive. Being attentive to what's going on around you, even though you want to get back to your life again. And and I don't know about you, but I don't think life's ever going to be the same that it was before. I just don't get that. I believe that we are once we come through this new door, I believe the witchcraft is going to go through the ceiling and, and they're going to try to continually bucking, continue to buck us for power. Because God is all about ruling and reigning and teaching his people how to operate in Holy Ghost power. But so it's God's power versus the enemies. And God's showing them who's God and who's not. This is what it says. Do not love sleep or you will grow poor. <clears throat> Stay awake and you will have food to spare. It's no good. It's no good, says the buyer. Then goes off and boasts about the purchase. Gold there is and rubies in abundance. But lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. <clears throat> are you attentive? Are you awake? Are you generous? Or are you one of these people that's kind of like a, uh, you try to get something for nothing. You try to take shortcuts and make your own way. Because this is not a season where you're going to be able to take the shortcut into the ancient of days. <clears throat> um, and do you listen to the knowledge that's being used to get you there? And, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I will say this. I was talking to a friend last night about this. I believe that um, we're entering into times now, and it's being stated by some of the leaders out there who, you know, we're moving out of these big churches where the sheep aren't being taken care of, they're not getting delivered <clears throat> into smaller venues where the, the sheep are being led elsewhere. And I believe that COVID was one of the major contributors to that. So God uses all things for the good. But what we're finding is a lot of these sheep aren't returning back to church. They're, they're doing their own things, but they're also being led to treasure troves who have led them, believe it or not, out of their lurch, out of that dead place. And so they're like, wait a minute, why wasn't I learning that back here? Because a lot of people have gone to those churches for years and years. But then they were forced out to have to find new treasure troves of wisdom and understanding. And then they realized what they were missing out on. So that was the only way they learned uh, what they weren't learning. So now God, I believe, has moved us into a place where he's having some people say, you know what, I know there's more to life than this. I should have had more breakthroughs than this. I should have been farther along down my pathway than this. And so now they're seeking out answers. A lot of people are seeking out answers. Is that you? And so if it is, <clears throat> good for you. Because... That's the only way you're going to come up and out from underneath this stuff. And you're learning about what's tried, what's what's the truth and what God says truth is versus man's version of it. And so we're learning about who's God's and who's not. And uh, if if you're not serving under underneath God's true people and, and that's another aspect, too, to the problem we're dealing with, you know, here at Ezekiel too, with dealing with, um, you know, there's, there's a part to the body where people are loyal. They're very loyal, and that's a wonderful characteristic. But if you're loyal for the wrong reasons, just because you're too lazy to get up and go seek uh, where God wants to take you to uh, pollinate you in a different way, then you're the one at fault for that. Because God is all about getting us up into position quickly in this hour. 
And so I hope you're listening. I really, really do. So with that, I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you so much again for coming back. Uh, I thank you so, so much uh, for um, just being so faithful, faithful to the Lord only. And so I hope this is you. Gosh, I'm trying to get my mouse back here. Here we go. I love you guys. Go have yourself a great day. We'll continue the conversation on Friday. We'll be seeing you. Bye-bye.